Welcome back to the T3 Family Podcast, where we are equipping families to thrive. Becky, happy Valentine's Day. Hey, thanks. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Clayton. Hopefully you have fun plans with Tim, or Tim has fun plans. That's right. Yes. Did you make fun plans for you and Kelly? Very fun plans. Is Valentine's Day a lot of pressure for, do you think it's more pressure on guys than it is on the gals? I guess that probably depends on the relationship. I'm not sure who's the, you know, a bit of a hopeless romantic, you know, Mm -hmm. that wants to do something fun. Yeah. I don't uh, think I've ever been too terribly concerned about Valentine's Day. Yeah. Especially when it lands on a Monday. (laughs) Feels like uh, we Ah. have stuff to do with the, you know, got to run kids everywhere tonight. So probably won't. Right. Go out, but we always celebrate Valentine's Day on a different day, which would be less conducive. busy at restaurants and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or if you know if Monday's busy, you could do it on on Friday, whatever which day. Which is the what, eighteenth or something? Nineteenth. Yeah. It's a good idea. So. Make your reservations now. You're welcome. Mm. To all the local restaurants. To all it's me a week long of just <laughs> dinners. Everyone treat the people you love to a great dinner. Yeah, you know, that's that's Sabbathy, right? Mm-hmm. A great meal midweek, a, a sneaky Sabbath. A sneaky Sabbath. As Becky likes to say. Yeah. I've told that to people. People laugh every time. Yeah. I think they remember it. It does. Sneaky it Sabbath. helps you. Yeah. Helps you like, oh, this could be, I could have a Sabbath moment here. Mm-hmm. Sneaky. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It's good. All right, Becky. What core value on today? Today, we're going to talk about identity. Hmm. So last month, we talked about intimacy. Right. So for February, we're talking about identity. Mm-hmm. I feel like this has been huge for me in the last several years of my spiritual walk, mm-hmm. um, becoming aware of how, who I am and whose I am, Yeah, um, growing definitely in my identity, which has led me to grow in boldness. Mm-hmm. I would probably say maybe a year or two, if you would have said, Becky, we should do a podcast, I would have been like, I don't think I have anything to say. Yeah. You have so many things to say, though. I, <laughs> turns out I have lots to yeah, say, and yeah. I and I enjoy doing it. And I think mm-hmm. a part of it is learning, yeah, a yeah. piece of my identity is that I love, well, I like to read. We've talked right. about this before. We, right. we like to read. Um, I like learning, and I like sharing that with people, like yeah. what I'm learning. Yeah. And that's all... That's all life is about, right? (laughs) Sharing like, hey, what are you learning about right now? And so anyways, all that to say, today we're talking about identity. One thing I like what you said, uh, a piece of who you are is that you do, you love to learn. It's a piece of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I've been struck by, as I've been thinking about identity, is that uh, quite oftentimes I do this, I think a lot of people do this, we make one thing who we are, Mm -hmm. just this one thing. And it's like a facet of who we are, but we make it all of who we are. Mm-hmm. And we miss out on so many things that that, that something we could bring to the table because we think, well, I'm just this. Yep. And so that makes me sad sometimes when I listen to, well, I do it and listen to people just say, this is what I am. This yep. is who I am. If you say this is wrong or not, whatever, it just, it we crumble versus. Yeah. I remember you talking about this. You, Clayton, you do such a good job at working with um we call them summer staff, but oftentimes mm. it's high schoolers or college yeah. students that come in. Um, that's a pretty critical time in life mm-hmm. where your identity is being mm-hmm. shaped and formed. Like, right. what am I going to do when I grow up? Because a lot of times I think we think um, our identity is what we do for a living. Right. So, right. well, I'm an administrative assistant. That's right. my identity. Or right. you're a pastor. That's your identity. Yeah. And that's actually not right. our identity. That's what the world might tell us our right. identity is. Right. Um, so I've loved seeing you work with 
youth and yeah. you even telling your own story, mm-hmm. if you can do like a Cliff Notes version of like playing sports and how maybe right. for a piece of your life, that was your right. identity and how. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I played a lot of basketball growing up. Basketball is a very good thing. You learn lots of good yeah. things in team sports. It's great. But that became my only thing. And so that be- mm-hmm. I became consumed by that thing. And that was who I was. And if I was good at that or not, uh, dictated, I guess, my own value. Um, and then uh, I believe through an act of God, my knee got wrecked and I got, it got ruined. And he took me down a path, down a different way, um, where I didn't really know what I wanted to do or what I supposed to, who I was supposed to be. And um, on that path, it, he's very, he very slowly directed me towards something that I think had been laid on my heart and life my whole life, which mm-hmm. was, I guess, when I was like five, I told my uncle I was going to be a pastor just like him. And he'd always remind me of that. And I didn't want to mm-hmm. hear that because you get yelled at a lot, you know, and you <laughs> talk every week and people just get mad at you for random reasons. And I don't know why. And uh, no one's mad at me right now. Everyone's very kind. Uh, <laughs> but I just didn't see, I was like, I don't want to, if I want to actually do that. And then, but this slow trajectory, I took a seminary class and I love to learn. I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't know I liked to learn so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I liked to read so much. It's because I was maybe learning and reading the things that I didn't really care about. Sure this I cared about. And so I said to Kelly, I think we're supposed to work in the church. Mm-hmm. And so on that path, I found Kelly and I wouldn't have met her if my, if my life had gone the way I thought it was supposed to go. And uh, so now I, I have a beautiful family that I love. I, I get to do something that I love to do. And I would never would have thought that a yeah. long time ago. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's just funny how it all plays. I actually, I know somebody that for a long time, they didn't want to go to family gatherings anymore because they didn't know what they were supposed to do. Oh my goodness. And they felt like they're spinning their wheels. And the first question everybody always asked them was, what are you going to do? Yeah. What's your plan? And they got so tired of answering that question, they just didn't want to go anymore. Yeah. So they're missing out on people who love them because of the question, because of this pressure on who are you? Yeah. Kind of, I guess. It's so. fascinating as a, as a mom, I have three kids. Um, Never wanting them to feel like their value is in what they mm-hmm. do. Right. And so I think my parenting journey has helped me probably grow in my own identity. Like the one thing. So your identity, even even as a pastor, who knows? I, I hope you're a pastor a good long time like your dad, but, you. but it could change, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but when our identity is like, I am a child of the king. That actually can never change. Right. That's the one unshakable. Right. Yeah. So as we're right. like, that's what I want my kids to know, first of all. Right. And even sometimes what I, I mean, I never want to sound like a weirdo, but like when you're meeting <laughs> someone, if you're meeting someone, or let's say if I'm teaching or I'm speaking, I like to say like, I'm Becky, I'm a daughter of the king. Yeah. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. Um, you know, I work at a church. Like you're those, a podcaster. I, I'm a podcaster. Um, those things can quickly change. We know that we've walked with people that things like that can change. But the one thing that will never, ever change is that Mm -hmm. I'm a daughter of the King. And so, yeah, just learning that and claiming that for myself has been huge. And what I want. Yeah. What do you tie that like that, knowing that back to intimacy, that you're a daughter of one who loves you, who is proud of you, who delights in you. Like what a, it's a good thing to be sure of. That's a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. Identity. Identity. As hmm. as third church, like our identity core value, like the first point, mm-hmm. I was saying that we have these core values and they mm-hmm. all have really cool things underneath right. them. You guys right. can find these and like 
I don't know, we have them in the annual report. They're on our website. They're really cool things to like delve into a little more. Like sometimes it sounds so like churchy or whatever right. to talk about our core values. But as we've been studying them more and I'm looking into them, I'm like, oh, these are really right. good. Right. <laughs> these were made with intentionality and right. truth. So identity, the first point says we are created in God's image. Hmm. That's that one thing, right? That's never going to be shaken. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so the next point says, our identity is multidimensional. Children of the Father, co-heirs with Christ, partners with the Holy Spirit, and citizens of heaven. Does anything stick out to you in that one? I guess fun to me is then all, we're talking about what we do. Like we always like, does what I do matter? Well, if we're co-heirs, if, if we're partners with our king and bringing his kingdom to earth, then everything we do matters. Yeah. And uh, it's all, we're from the beginning made in his image to create and yep. to bring his life to our world. And so uh, no matter what you do, if you're a student or if you're um, a barista or you're at home or you work at a church or you're mm -hmm. a teacher, you're, you are creating the kingdom with yeah. him at all times, yeah. which is pretty cool because I think that... He just comes back to make this earth the new the new earth, yeah. right? So he restores all things. So one guy I love, he said that it's uh, our world started in a garden and it ends in a city. A lot of things have to change to, get for, to go from a garden to a city. Mm. There's a lot of creating that has to yeah. happen. And we get to be part of that creation as yeah. co-heirs, as partners in this kingdom work, which, so everything matters. Um, everything after matters. we know who we are. Yeah, when we... Yeah. When we are working out of our identity right. as a co-heir instead of working in our identity as a administrative assistant or whatever, right. whatever you might think your identity is. Right. I just feel like when you put it in the, um, yeah, shift your perspective. I feel like I say that a lot to knowing that like I'm doing kingdom work. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes everything even like doing the dishes <laughs> feel right. a little bit like, um, a little more important. I actually yeah. had a, a realization, it was a couple months ago. Um, I had a really, really cool conversation with a gal that came in and she was in crisis mode. She had made a decision. It led to a consequence. And um, so th there's a couple things here where I got to speak into her identity. And then I also kind of realized some things about my the work I do and my identity. So she said to me, um, like she is soft and, and ready to hear from the Lord. And so she was saying like, I just hate that it took this, um, decision that I made to get me to my lowest point, mm -hmm. to get me back into church. Mm -hmm. God must be so disgusted with me that mm -hmm. it took that. And I said, first of all, God is not disgusted with mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Period. Like she comes in to ask me about what time services are on a Sunday. Well, you guys I am deep. like, first of all, we're gonna. I'm just. I just have to tell you that God yeah. is not disgusted with you. He yeah. is. We, we can go back and read when we, how last month we talked about Jesus's baptism. Mm -hmm. You are. De he's delighted in you. He mm -hmm. loves you. He is proud of you. Um, he's not disgusted with you. That mm -hmm. I can't find that anywhere in the Bible. Mm -hmm. That yeah. you know. Um, that's why Jesus came to mm -hmm. redeem us. So. So that was a piece of being, it was cool to be able to speak into her identity. And I, I hope that she heard that and received that. But then sometimes in my day-to-day -day menial tasks of making copies or, oh, we're out of paper, need to order paper. Like those sometimes feel like, Ugh, this is not the kingdom work I want to do. Hmm. After that interaction with her, I realized 
if I didn't have the the paper that I gave her that had some of our service times printed on it mm-hmm. and some information about Third Church, if I hadn't ordered paper or made sure the toner, I, I couldn't have done the kingdom work as effectively. Yeah. Hmm. And so realize, so when you, when your mindset is in kingdom work, um, everything matters. Right. Even the tiny, silly things mm-hmm. that feel like mm-hmm. menial and not right. worth anything, they actually well, you, you, are. You never know where your opportunities will lie, even within that work that you feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, like I'm very grateful. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm holding a paper right now, you know, that yeah. I print up a lot of things on. <laughs> yeah. I actually should actually plant some trees, I think. We should. We, you know, we maybe you should plant some trees. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's really cool what you said to this young lady who mm-hmm. felt like the Lord was disgusted with her. And I'm sure his heart hurt for yeah. her decisions and what she had done. But absolutely. Um, you know, the passage we were kind of looking at toying with for today, um, which is out of Mark 7. And uh, for those who are listening, if you're not a part of a text reading group, you can still join a text reading group. Sweet. Uh, use text word Mark. I have the phone number somewhere. I'll say it later. Um, but uh, we'd love you to join in because we're just, we're just reading and we're just noticing things. And we're all learning to read together. Yeah. But the passage was on uh, clean versus unclean. And these ideas of what we believe are is clean and then ideas of what is not clean. And so Jesus is pretty... Uh, well, he might be disgusted with what is being portrayed to sure. people about, no, you're dirty, you're unclean, you're ceremonially unclean. And he's like, no, 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 no. You know, yeah. So what do you think? I mean, so let's think about clean and unclean a little bit. Yep. On your, 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 on your interaction, um, do you, how do you think that plays into, I guess, how we view ourselves, our identity and who we are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, on the one hand, if we're talking about this example or any time, like, we're all human. We screw up. Um, there's a lot of shame in that. I, yeah. you know, um, so I, I understand, I could empathize with her feeling like, man, mm-hmm. God must be so disgusted with me because how many times haven't I thought that where right. I made, Oh, I messed up again. Mm-hmm. How frustrated God must be with me. Um, and it's, I think as we grow in our identity, um, of course there's a place we, we need to repent. We need to, um, be aware of where sin has taken a hold in our life. Mm-hmm. But, um, the invitation is always to come back and to receive forgiveness. Right. And I think sometimes because sometimes it's so hard for me to forgive myself, I can't understand how God could forgive me either. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just not who he is. He's... Right. He doesn't see us how we view ourselves through our human eyes. He sees us like pure, like Jesus, right. when we have right. accepted Jesus into right. our life. So, well, It reminds me of back in Mark 1, I think, uh, when the leper comes to see Jesus and his question to Jesus is, if, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus says, I am willing yeah. to be clean, you know? And so he's willing, but... Um, yeah, I says reflecting on this passage, you know, so they're it's almost like the Pharisees were picking and choosing what made someone unclean and what was yes. clean. So like they said you had to wash your hands and they didn't actually wash their hands. It was just a ceremony. You actually literally just dipped your hands in the water and just let the water run off. Like 
There was no soap actually happening okay. <laughs> to help you eat food in a in a clean they fashion. They maybe weren't like comparing it in a petri dish. Like here's your hand before the said soap, and now right. this is after. They were just it was all ceremony. Yeah, it's just based. a ceremonial thing. And so it's, it's just interesting. You know, we we're talking at the beginning like we we make a thing about ourselves who we are, but then if someone tells us that thing that we believe about ourselves is unclean, that makes we think everything about us is unclean. Yeah. When there's so much more to who you are yep. than that one thing. Yes. And so perhaps that's what Jesus is so frustrated by. I don't know, that there's so much more to you yep. than just this thing. And you you make it look like, you know, I don't know. And so I I think Jesus probably was disgusted. I'm glad we're talking about that. I word. know. I think he's probably just so frustrated and sad. Yep. That's what we're choosing to do. Um yeah. yeah. Do you feel like there's you've caught yourself ever thinking, um, yeah, viewing something as unclean and then kind of realizing like, oh, that's maybe not what I thought it was. I was trying to think hmm. of examples. I have a, I have a tangible example. So, okay. all right. So stick Let's with me here. Um, <laughs> it was probably, I think during the pandemic when we were really deep in it, like, yeah stay home a lot. So people were staying home a lot. Um, I started following an uh, Instagram account where this lady is really good at cleaning her house. And so it was fascinating and lots of tips and tricks yeah. that she gives. My favorite is powdered Tide can clean. You just dissolve a tiny bit in warm water. You can mm. clean like everything. It has been the best in my shower. Fun fact. So there you go. But she's cleaning things that I didn't even think to clean in my home. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. What? My dishwasher has a filter that I should be rinsing out like every few weeks? I didn't even know, right? <laughs> you can look at my face right <laughs> now. Oh, oh no. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Go get it. Okay. Get after yes. it. Yeah. Um, the the vent fan on our above our stove, like she gets at it with like some dish soap and cuts all the grease out. And I'm like, I didn't even realize that was a piece of my house that I maybe should be looking at to yeah. clean. Yeah. So I asked you the one way, is there ever something you saw unclean that maybe you realize isn't, but, but there's the opposite too. Like, am I hiding some hmm. unclean things in my yeah. own life yeah. that, um, oh, I didn't even think about that needing to be right. cleaned up. Hmm. Yeah. Like, so yeah, in my house, there are many areas yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about cleaning that. Right. But, but right. as we've been discussing more about like our topic for the day. I've just been wondering like, Lord, oh, this is a hard ask, but are there areas in my life that yeah. I maybe don't even notice that need to be cleaned up yeah. that you could reveal to me? Yeah. So when you say, I was, I read, read something once where the guy was, uh, he's talking about, I guess, life with God and the, the Holy Spirit. And so you say, this the temple back in the day it was this huge open room. I'm huge rooms, massive rooms um, that people worshiped in a lot. And those are obvious places mm -hmm. where the spirit needed to be, you know. But then he said also in the temple is all these small rooms. You held the money, you held food, all kinds of all kinds of quarters, all kinds mm -hmm. of small doors. And he said, "There's like you're saying, there's so many. It's obvious these areas need the light. They need the spirit." But he kind of said, "In life, though, you're going to keep finding those rooms, mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to open the door to those rooms to let the Holy Spirit in. They seem small and they seem out of the way, but." Um, some of those deep root things could then play into, you know, Jesus, he's more, it's not what comes, he was saying about food, I think, it's not what comes in, it's what comes yep. out. So what's formed within us, 
through life circumstance, to what people have said about us, what's happened to us, takes root inside of us, yeah. and then it comes out of us. Yep. And so finding all those things, you know, places you would never consider needing to clean. Yeah. We need to clean. We need to clean. Um, so we don't let those areas become, dictate who we are. Yeah. Because they, they, they really shouldn't. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh, Becky, you guys go in a good place. <laughs> My example of clean versus clean was way more silly. I'm not going to say mine. <laughs> but What? Not if it ties in or not. But I always think of George Costanza when I think about <laughs> I like where this the is lies going. That, that we believe. And George is trying to tell, I used to watch Seinfeld a lot. Yeah. George is trying to tell Jerry how to beat the lie detector test. And George, George says to Jerry, Jerry, it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but like how often do we do yeah. that? Like people have said to us, these things that they've said are unclean about you. Yeah. It's said enough times where it's that like. you believe it. You start to believe it, and then it becomes. And then he said, "Then a smarter guy said, then it becomes true." Yeah, because you have embraced it and made it your identity, and that becomes who you are because you have said yes. Yep. So it's a slippery slope. It is when it comes to identity. Okay, so like George Costanza says, a little theology like, from Seinfeld. A little, a little the- Seinfeld theology. I like it. Um, so I just wonder if a challenge for us and people listening um, would be to just take some time, take some space, um, ask the Holy Spirit to maybe bring up a lie that you are believing about your identity or somewhere that you've placed your identity that is not your true identity, and then to replace that with a truth. Mm-hmm. Um so, for example, let's say um, I feel like I am, like, I'll say this enough, and I wonder if other moms or other, I, I think a lot of people can feel this way, like, I'm just, I'm just not enough. Hmm. I can't do it all. Okay. <laughs> well, that's me saying I am not enough. That's a lie. And so... I'm going to turn to Colossians 2 verse 10 and the promise there or who I am in Christ in that verse will say, I am complete in Jesus Christ. Hmm. So I think if you, if you Google it or you um, go to your Bible app, we can find promises everywhere where God is saying who we are Mm -hmm. because we're his children. And so, um, I just want to encourage you to look into that, uh, find a lie that you're believing about yourself and something that's untrue about your identity and ask Jesus to replace it with the truth. Yeah. He loves to give us good gifts and yeah. I believe that he will do that for us. And then I have, I found a blessing, mm. a blessing for our spirit. Okay. So wherever you're at, I would just love to bless you with um, this prayer. I bless you with a picture of your identity as God's child. Listener, I bless you with deep heart identity as God's very own child, securely loved in his family, calling him Abba, dear father. I bless you with the settled assurance he has a future and a hope for you, for your best interests and his ultimate glory. I bless you with the deep knowledge that your Abba knows what you need and has all the resources of the universe to meet your needs. I bless you with confidence that you lack nothing you need in any way. 
I bless you with certainty that you are an heir with your brother Jesus to all your father's treasures. I bless you in the name of the spirit of sonship. Amen. Uh, if you'd like to join one of the reading text groups we talked about in this last episode, uh, just text the word MARK, M-A-R-K, to 855-521-2264. And just so you know, it's just two texts a week, and we just want to gently remind you to be in the Word, reading with a group of people who love Jesus too. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. Thank you.